Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. I am your host, Stephen Labine, and here I am with my co-host. I, I say here like you could see this. It's Jared Sheldon. Hi, Stephen. Oh, yeah. hi, Jared. For the third time, hello, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Jared's bitter that the recording software didn't do what it was supposed to do, but we caught it very early. Yes, no, we didn't get that far in. Um, I just... It hurts my soul. Technology is hard. <laughs> Technology is hard. Um, it never works the way you want it to. No, and I'm not going to put any names or anything to this story, um, but I have a customer at my work who we have like an online portal that the customers can use Okay. and calls me every time they have a shipment uh, and is like, hey, it's not working. And I'm like, I, I don't know how. I think it's just your password. I've tried everything else. Like, I don't know how to help you anymore. Technology... <laughs> It works for everyone else. Um, I don't, maybe it's your, you know, I, I wanted to be in IT for a while. I was like, maybe it's, you know, there's like something on your guys' end that isn't letting it through your VPN or something like that. Um, and incredibly frustrating. <laughs> maybe it's you, not necessarily me. Uh, that would be an ideal answer. <laughs> I know, right? But... You can never tell an end user that it's an end user's problem, though. You just have to fix it. That was very uh, technical jargon focus i really appreciate that that's true good on you podcast uh, poison podcast poison i am gonna just go ahead and get started because like we've we've done this like three times now yeah i mean you know i just kind of want to be like sean just lay on a boat and not worry about anything <laughs> so we'll just get right into it episode five pulling your own weight So, this episode, uh, Pulling Your Own Weight, aired on July 5th, 2000. Uh, a couple of notable things that happened in, uh, you know, between July 5th and the next episode coming out. Uh, Eminem's mother goes to court claiming defamation of character in a $10 million civil suit after taking exception to the line, My mother smokes more dope than I do, from her son's single, single, My Name Is. $10 million is a lot of money. She sued her son. <laughs> oh, no. Yep. So, uh, the Slim, uh, Slim Shady song, for those that don't know, you know, My Name Is, Slim Shady, uh, would have been released pretty recently to this if a civil suit came out. You know, it's not like that was... 10 years later or whatever. Um, and then as well, Stan Kroenke uh, announced the acquisition of the Denver Nuggets, Colorado Avalanche, and the Pepsi Center for $450 million uh, from Ascent Entertainment Group. So okay. I'm not a basketball person. I've heard he's a terrible owner. Oh, wait, he bought the Rams. <laughs> Did he? He was the terrible owner of the Rams that moved it to Los Angeles from St. <laughs> Louis. Oh. People hate this guy. It, I mean, anytime you move a team, you're going to have someone hate you. Yep. Uh, we, I'm from Minnesota, and we hate uh, whoever moved the team, the North Stars to Dallas. Uh, I'm sure there's a name in there somewhere, but it's not coming to the top of my brain. What sport is that? That's hockey. Oh, okay. It's very important to us, Jared. Uh, that's right. You're basically Canada. Uh, yeah. Um, and the number one song was still Be With You by Enrique Iglesias. Ugh. So that's the time period that we're in. Um, if you remember where you were during, uh, I mean, it's not like the civil suit probably made that big of news, but you know, when, uh, when my name is Slim Shady was on the radio constantly. <laughs> and if you're a sports fan, when Kroenke, uh, bought the Nuggets. Hmm. 
I am noticing there's a lot of uh, Latin pop in the top of the charts at this time, which I'm I'm all for. Yeah, late '90s, early 2000s was like I think like the peak of Latin pop in America. Heavy, heavy Enrique Iglesias. Uh, I mean, don't tell, don't tell people in the South, or I guess in various parts of Chicago that. Explain. Latin pop is still alive. Oh yeah, no, I meant like on like the top 40 stations. Oh sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I have stopped listening to the top 40 stations. That's... A long time ago. I mean, it could it could still be there. Uh, Despacito was there at one point. That's true. Yeah, okay. Unfortunately, by Justin Bieber, and then they fixed it and said no to Justin Bieber. I know. I haven't heard that name in 10 years. I was with it when now it, <laughs> it, now it is behind me. That's for the best. Uh, yes, so let's just go ahead and jump into the episode. I will point this out, and I will continue to point this out. Uh... Sean and Dirk are the same oh human. No, I, I I disagree. Um they are they are terrible. They are a, a comedy of errors. Sure. But they are distinct to me in that Dirk always looks like a thumb. Uh <laughs> again, spy kids thumb man. No, the two people that are the same to me are Greg and Joel. And it's during the challenge. I've said it before. I was like, where is Joel? Where is Joel? Turns out Joel was there the whole time. Joel, when he was throwing spears, when Will gets that challenge. But I was like, wait, that's not Greg? And then I saw Greg standing in the background. So if you listen back to the last uh, four episodes, there are times where I've talked about Greg, and I definitely meant Joel. See... I have the I have no problem differentiating Greg. I feel like Greg has uh, made himself into this comedy of a person. Uh, his his personality is huge. Yes, I couldn't tell you what uh, Dirk and Sean's personality is. Sometimes that's fair. I think the biggest thing. Okay, I've never mistaken Greg for Joel, but I have mistaken Joel for Greg. If that makes sense. I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> uh, the only reason I bring that up is because later on in the episode, we're, we're, we're throwing things. Yeah. I had the exact same problem that you said where, uh, you were struggling with Joel, except I wrote down who was on which team and I couldn't tell you who was the darts person for, <laughs> for Pagong, uh, or no, <laughs> for Toggy. <laughs> we'll get to that. I'll punt, yeah, let's punt that for we'll now. punt it down the road. Uh, we start the episode... Pagong sleeping in late. Everyone's pretty down. Everyone's struggling. Weather getting them down. Uh, Greg seems real sick. Yeah, he seems to recover over the course of the three days. Yep. Um, but they actually, uh, I think that last vote was really hard on them. I think this yep. is the first time that they, it's, they uh, they probably knew logically in their brain, they're like, oh yeah, like, you know, ev- eventually we'll, we'll be voting people off, we'll, we'll be down to smaller numbers. But this is the first time I think that they feel it. Yeah. I don't think they liked voting Ramona off. No, they really didn't want to do that. They don't want to do that ever again. No. Uh, if they briefly mentioned that Greg has an ear infection. Right, which I'm assuming they met. Oh, I'm assuming the doctors gave him something. Yeah. I hope. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what medical procedure is for the game. Like, if, they, if, if it's a non-life-threatening but still important issue to tackle do they i would imagine so because an ear infection can progress to the point that you can like lose your hearing or have to get medevaced out so i think you'd probably want to but then again this is the first season this is the wild west yeah that's a great question um do you think 
he got this ear infection from jumping into the uh, random bubbling swamp. Yeah, it probably didn't help. <laughs> the standing water from three episodes ago. Uh, not the mud volcano, probably fine, whatever. But like going into the standing swamp water. You're right. Yeah, that probably didn't help. No, that probably uh, didn't do him any favors. Yeah, so we had the fuck around episode, and Damn. this is the find out episode. We're find out. Uh, yeah, so everyone's real down. Gretchen wants to clean the camp while everyone's just, like, miserable and sick. Uh, yeah. Gretchen seems a little out of touch here. You know, I had kind of the opposite opinion, where I was like, Gretchen, I was like, listen to Gretchen. Like, she's trying to, like, pick everyone back up. Sure. Um, she's not going about it the right way, but I also think she's, everyone's frustrated. Everyone's not feeling well. Um, and she has been doing so much work for her tribe. <laughs> Um, and it might be a little sick of the mom role, quote unquote, of the tribe. Um, and it's like the cleaning isn't like, oh, we're going to dust our room. Like Mm. your camp is a disaster. Yeah. You're sure the flag's not the most important thing, but you have like all your tools laying around everywhere. Like it, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I started off the season really cheering for Gretchen or wanting Gretchen to succeed uh I don't know that I still feel the same Hmm. but we'll 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 get there uh we flip over to Toggy oh there's one thing I wanted to mention about Pagong first just one line that stuck out to me yeah and that is with Greg kind of when it gets deeper in this as the episode goes but Greg becoming the kind of the de facto leader and um you know, again, Stephen and I are not representative of the communities we're talking about, but we're the ones with the microphones right now doing our project. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the kind of the casual misogyny that's internalized by everyone, kind of on both casts. Jenna uses the term Greg. We consider Greg. He's like the most important of the male leaders. Um, and I don't know why that stuck out to me as like, you know, Jenna seems incredibly smart, um, and like she does a pretty good job with the tribe overall and like she could be a leader but as whether she you know i don't know the inner workings of her mind maybe she's punted that because she doesn't enjoy that role um but putting emphasis on that made it feel like she was basically saying like a guy has to be the leader yeah a little a little too uh hey somebody some men come lead me to victory yeah like if if gretchen or, or if greg had been the one to suggest you know everyone let's get up let's clean the camp Instead of Gretchen, like, would they have listened to him? Probably. probably. Yeah. Unfortunately, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't... I forgot about that Greg leadership conversation. And Greg's like, I don't want it. Greg doesn't want it at all. He's doing everything he can not to be the leader, and they're just, like, thrusting it upon him. Yeah. It's, it's hilarious. It's so funny, but it, it, you gotta do what you gotta do. I well, guess. I mean, and a classic example of, like you know, that sort of, uh, the sort of misogyny around the tribe that's sort of, like, underlying and inherent, hurting not just the women in the tribe, but also Greg. Greg doesn't want to be the leader, but this sort of, because everyone in the tribe assumes the leader should be a man, Greg kind of has to fill that role, even though he doesn't want to. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, mm. It's interesting. I, I love these kind of, these nuanced conversations. (laughs) It is an interesting dynamic, and you wonder... You take the same cast, you throw them into uh, 2022, things would be different. Yeah. I think they would. Uh, on the flip side, Toggy is using the parachute from the last, from the reward challenge as a little umbrella. 
Yeah, no, I I love that. It's that was so cute. smart. Uh, they're they're just kind of going about their daily life. Uh, Sean and Dirk are once again trying <sighs> to fish, and everyone is pissed off because they know that it is absolutely worthless. So from what we can tell, from what they say and what everyone else says and the footage we have, they have been fishing for, what, six to nine days? And they've tried... They've caught zero things. Not not a dang thing. And they've tried nothing different. Yeah. They haven't tried, as far as we can tell, going out at night. They haven't tried another location. The only difference they've had is, like, trying on the beach versus the raft. And what are you... And they, they're they still trying to defend it. They're like, oh, no, we're, we're, we're doing it. And Susan calls <laughs> it out. She's like, you caught anything? Eh, sounds like a waste of time, then. Yeah, Sue is is the vocal one, and I feel like that's the case just because Sue is a vocal person. Yeah. To be like, what are you doing? There's no point in doing this. What's the uh, old adage about uh, insanity doing the same thing over and over again and expecting something different to happen? Uh, different results, yeah. Basically, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, it's uh, that's what they're doing is... It's the same thing, and they're not going to get any different results. I don't even know if they're trying to get different results. Like, it does feel a little bit like they are just using that as cover to go on a vacation. I, I feel like Sean would, like, he views this whole experience, actually both of them, mm-hmm. I feel like they both view this entire experience as a vacation. Sean pretty much comes out and says, I don't want to be doing work. I don't want to vote people off. I just I just want to, like, lay around and have fun. And I'm like, then, then go take a flight to Fiji. What are you doing on this game? Yeah, I have a direct quote from Dirk. Uh, He says in the episode, I came here to have a great time and to grow in my faith with the Lord. Then go on a hiking retreat. Yeah, I don't know why you thought a competitive uh, survival game is is your way to do that, but I... You're in the wrong place, dude. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. So Jeff stops by. Jeff stops by Toggy <laughs> and delivers weapons, delivers a uh, a blowgun, spear, and a slingshot. So when he's carrying it all together, I thought it was a rifle with a bayonet. I also thought that. It, I was like, we're doing rifling? It's very strange. It looks like he's just straight up uh, walking through the forest with a bayonet and like, Jeff, who gave you that? Why are you doing this? I'm not going to lie, I popped off, though. I am a massive, like, uh, stage combat and, like, like fantasy and, like, weapons nerd. Yep. Oh, I love this challenge. This was Jared's challenge to get excited for. Uh, Jeff explains that it's going to be a competition. They have to, they have time to practice. They, it looked like they had a, a good few hours for everyone to, to, work with the spears with the blowgun to get used to it um and each tribe kind of goes about it their their own on their own time hey hey steven yeah do you know why dirk was good with the blowgun why was dirk good with the blowgun because he's full of hot air hey hey (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so everyone kind of everyone takes some time works with it uh sue gets real excited because sue feels pretty confident with the spear she's gonna take down that patriarchy one spear at a time (laughs) sue wants desperately to go against a man in one of these rounds with the spear because she's determined to win sue is low-key one of my favorite characters on this season Sue's Um, great she yeah no she has uh first of all the the thick 
Wisconsin accent. Like, oh, oh gosh. Oh, gosh, dear. Uh, <laughs> I love it. And she is just so outspoken and so... Uh, and she's really smart. Like, she's really... She picks up on people really quickly. Yeah. I like her a lot. I think what Sue has in advantage is she doesn't take crap. She sees through a lot of things. And she came to play a game. Yep. Which a lot of people just didn't come to do. Uh, immediately, Sue is ready to go. Um, so we get to the challenge, unless you have anything about the pre-challenge. No, not really. Yeah, I didn't really either. It was a fun little montage, watching them play around with the weapons. It wasn't really much meat on the bones there. No, they, it's, it's a good five minutes of people just throwing things yeah. and taking their time. We get to the challenge, uh, again, not really well explained. This was the weirdest challenge format that we've seen thus far. Yeah. Because it was three rounds. Yep. They did blowgun, uh, slingshot, and then spears. But only the spears mattered. Yeah. So in the darts and the slingshot rounds, uh, they were aiming at fruit. There was a random assortment of the fruit throughout. Uh, you could, if you hit your fruit, it was added to essentially the pot of the challenge. If it was hit, then they take it out, they get a certain amount of shots. Which, side note, is an inherently bad way to design like a point system anyway. Yep. Because bigger fruit's going to be better because you can share it amongst more people. Yep. And bigger fruit's going to be easier to hit. So yeah. there really is no incentive to aim for any of, like, you know, if you have a plum up there, I don't remember, what, I don't didn't see what all the fruits were. There's no reason to aim for that plum. It, it did look like some of the bigger ones got hit more often. The watermelon, the pineapple. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I saw there. It, it, those were the ones that got thrown into the basket more often. Uh, so Jenna and maybe Dirk did the blow darts. Yeah, it, no, it was Dirk because okay, he's full good. of hot air. I got it. <laughs> cool. I got it right then. Uh, slingshot was Rich and Gretchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like the darts were pretty even. It, it goes by so fast and they don't really show this results. This was also the worst editing. It was yeah. the worst explained of the rules and the worst editing that we've seen. I was really disappointed because I was so excited for this challenge. Yeah. Uh, Rich and Gretchen. Gretchen seemed like she did a little better than Rich. Uh, again, hard to tell. And then finally, we get to the end round, the spears. This is a winner-take-all. You get three shots with a spear. Whoever is the closest w- takes all the fruit. And also a mystery prize. Uh, so you go Sue, Joel, Sue, Joel. No. Sue, and then Joel doesn't throw his last one because he's already won. Right, okay, you're right. Uh, Sue hits the board. They're both very good at this. Yeah. For for picking it up today, mm-hmm. they were nailing the board. It was like a six-foot target, uh, and each shot got a little bit closer there was no errant shot anywhere. Yeah, no. Uh, so each one snuck in a little bit, and then Sue had one final shot to get inside. I want to say uh, Joel got about four to five inches out from the target. Yeah, he was within, not on the bullseye itself, but within the circle around the bullseye. Yeah. It's It was really tough to get any closer than that. Very close. Uh, so... Uh, Sue throws her last shot, doesn't quite get in there. It was, again, fairly close, just yeah. not good enough. Uh, 
So Pagong wins, rushes in, and gets their fruit, and also chicken. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, baby! <laughs> they name the chi- Jeff asks if they're going to name the chickens, and immediately they respond with, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Which, it was Jenna, yeah. because Jenna scares me. <laughs> Jenna is very excitable, and those kind of, those kind of talks, the, the small little quips from Jenna make me think, oh my god, who are you? Yeah, no, Jenna's the uh, Jenna's the ex-girlfriend that tries to poison you in your sleep. <laughs> I'm not going to say she has crazy eyes, but it, it's up there. No, no, she just like slips in little comments where I'm like, oh, you've killed a man. <laughs> like 100%. <laughs> uh, so Pagong wins, they take their fruit. Uh, we cut back to Toggy, where everyone's kind of pouting. Uh, Sue's pouting that she didn't dismantle the patriarchy with one yes. spear <laughs> uh so rich goes out to fish and catches an eel you can eat eels you can eat eels you can make i've had i've had sushi with eels in it yeah i don't know that they knew what to do with it no eel. and i was like wow like watching them get it he was, he was like talking about it like he knew rich uh rich was that he knew what he was talking about and i was like Oh, Rich really knows what to do with this. And then they're all eating it. I was like, Rich has no idea what he's doing with that. He didn't know what to do with that. It was, it looked very rubbery and very, uh, like they had to rip stuff off of it to even get some food. Nobody was having a good time. It looks like ribs that you order from Chili's. (laughs) They were trying to talk it up so badly. Like, oh, this is going to be great. We don't need those stinking chickens. Nobody, nobody enjoyed that. No. It was brutal. Uh, so we go back to Pagong. Greg, I, we, we touched on it before. Yeah. Greg's just absolute descent into madness. <laughs> the man is becoming Heath Ledger's Joker before our very eyes. Greg doesn't want to sleep in the shelter anymore. Uh, so he builds his own shelter. Uh, you look like you have something else you want no, to No, I'm just on. like, if, if we, like, if eventually we get, like, when we get to Greg's Where Are They Now, whenever he leaves the show or wins, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you're like, and he's still in the jungles of Borneo, hunting yeah. tourists to this very day. Like, <laughs> the man is going insane, and everyone's around him like, that's gotta be our leader. That's the guy. I'm like, he is... If I saw that man on my tribe, I would be like, guys, hide the weapons. <laughs> <laughs> he he doesn't sleep very well in the shelter, so he'd rather build a pile of leaves in the jungle to go sleep on. So either he's an extreme introvert. Yeah. Which I don't get that impression from him. I don't either, but... He's using that as an excuse to go get laid. Or he's... I mean, some combination of these. Or he's losing his mind and just, like, needs to be alone in the comfort of the trees because he has now rejected civilization and is returning to Monkey. Yeah, he he runs... He, he starts sleeping in the forest, and Colleen starts to follow him into the forest. So, yeah, you absolutely could be right. Maybe it's just a ploy to get uh, some snoo-snoo over yeah. in the forest. Uh, I think it's a combination of two and three. <laughs> What what struck me is the one. This is our first showmance, and we hinted yep. at it last uh, episode. But man, uh, we've gotten hints throughout the whole season. It's true. They're 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 cute together. Colleen seems all in. Yeah. Greg does not. Greg's like, 
romance there's no romance this yeah. is just sex and colleen's like i love him <laughs> i i kind of feel bad for colleen because i don't think she sees it yeah she's like he might foam at the mouth sometimes but that's why i love him oh poor innocent colleen uh i don't know that this is gonna end well for you uh back to toggy rich plays with a snake R- <sighs> Why did we? Why is Rich discount Steve Irwin? <laughs> He's just like, oi, crikey! I'm told this snake will kill me in five minutes. I'm gonna throw it in the water and watch it swim. Yeah. What? Why? I'm sure the producers like warned them and said, "Hey, stay away from this thing." I'm fifty-fifty on whether or not the cameramen have anti venom on them. They have to. Well, I don't know what the the cameramen. Uh, I did research because he, he kind of briefly says what it is it's a a yellow bandit crate uh they're very common i was like oh i wonder if they're like what their population looks like they're so common that they're a little bit problematic however mm. they're a little less dangerous than uh rich made it seem okay uh yes they're problematic and they will definitely uh cause you harm however it didn't look like untreated you have a 90 percent survival rate oh yeah he was i mean i was exaggerating i think he said six hours was yeah. it he estimated he said six hours and then you're dead they might have also just lied to them to yeah. be like yeah you only have a 10 percent chance of dying but let's tell them it's a 100 percent chance sure. so they don't try to throw these snakes in the ocean and rich said hold my shirt yeah it's well it could be also maybe this is me talking from 2022 and they've advanced in technology and found a, a better anti-venom um or i don't know they just lied yeah who knows or rich exaggerated or a combination of the three yeah. but all i was like at first i was like what is like i was like there's there a, a reason he's throwing the snake in the ocean like are we trying to see like better ways to swim no or he's, like he's just messing bait? with it no he just is bored and wants to watch the snake in the ocean yeah, i just want to throw a snake in the ocean why why should that be bad and the snake doesn't want to be in the ocean it no. immediately comes back to the beach yeah uh just absolutely ridiculous but this is where we get our very first comment uh of sean finally pooped <laughs> he finally pooped you are on day 15 <laughs> i that has that can't be real, right? Oh, uh, it it can be. First of all, he's a doctor. I feel like he would he should be concerned. Um, yeah, I mean, but like he ha- like not even a little like fifteen days. Mm-hmm. If I'm wondering how much your body can, uh, I mean, one, you're not getting a whole bunch of food. Yeah, that's so true. You're not producing a whole lot of waste. Two, he's probably more than likely dehydrated uh yeah three i don't know maybe he's just a little bit of a poop shy i was gonna say yeah probably poop shy i don't want to get too graphic but like man that had to be the best poop of his life (laughs) you've been holding in for 15 days i did it i pooped i mean his tribe like celebrates for him they do like you did it big boy (laughs) but this section is the section of okay we're we're uh, looking at the ramifications of us being out here this long. Uh, yeah. Sean pooped. Dirk has lost a lot of weight, mm-hmm. like so much weight. 
that it's starting to be a little concerning. Yeah, and uh, I also wanted to point out, just before I forget, um, I one of the girls on their tribe... Um, Kelly. Kelly has been cross-stitching this whole episode. Yeah. Which I just thought was kind of cute. You don't really see, like, that type of, like, idle activity done that much now. Um, and I was like, oh, that's neat. I don't know that the luxury item exists as it used to anymore. Mm. Uh, they each have a luxury item that yeah. they could bring out. Uh, anywhere from cameras, cross-stitching. A uh, Bible. A Bible. Yeah. That one makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Dirk is, Dirk is in rough shape and everyone, I, I also just love how much they're done with Dirk and Sean. Um, what, watching Dirk be like, no, it's fine. Yeah, no, I know what tapioca is. And, and, uh, Sean being like, I explained it to him. And then they immediately cut to them in the woods and Dirk being like, I have no idea what I'm looking for. I don't know. I don't know what this is supposed to be. Uh, yeah, that whole Sean and Dirk hunting, gathering, extravaganza is a disaster and uh they find a little bit of tapioca but not much no and just go uh, i think it's dried up like i think we've used all our supply <laughs> i don't think so i don't think so either i think they just don't know where to look um i mean yes you're fine you're looking for a wild root in the middle of a forest very difficult but you i don't think they gathered any information before going to do that and probably didn't work very hard at it no probably no. gave up pretty quickly they they seem the type <laughs> they're like i said before they are on vacation they don't feel like they're in any danger dirk does not think i mean spoilers for the end of the episode i guess but dirk <laughs> doesn't think he's going home um they they feel so safe but they have been passing all the work off to everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's very clear and obvious that everyone's pretty sick of these boys. Everyone uh, wants them to pull more weight. And I think they realize that and are trying. But again, with Ramona, too little too late. Too little too late. You, gotta, you should have done that 10 days ago. Yeah, by the end of this, we're on day 15. Like, by, by the end of this episode, like, yeah, you should have been doing it a little bit sooner. Yeah. Uh, just a disaster. Uh, we float back to the other side, and Greg's Greg's singing away. He's he's feeling better. He's singing West Side Story. Again, absolutely. Like, we are watching someone have a mental breakdown. <laughs> I can't emphasize this enough that he is, like... He is losing it. And I, 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 I'm just, you know, in a cul-de-sac of talking about how much mentally unstable Greg is. But, like, if I didn't know that the show went on for 42 seasons, I'd be like, this was canceled after one season because Greg murdered somebody on the show. <laughs> it's, it's, Ooh. he is such a bizarre personality and I love it so much. I think he's my favorite person in this season. He's one of my favorites. I, I, every, every time he's on the screen, I love it. Um, but I'm also bewildered. <laughs> bewildered how well just like i don't understand why like everyone talks about him like he is this great unifying factor and he's very charismatic um and he clearly is like the comedic relief of the tribe but they talk about him like he's this like he's this really like unifying leader and then we see him and they're asking him a serious question he breaks off running down the beach singing west side story <laughs> or, is, or building a sleeping bag in the woods or is talking into a shell phone and i'm like 
that is all well and good, but why is this the one you guys are looking, the whole tribe is looking to, to be their, like, to be their leader, to be their savior? They want him so badly to be the leader, and again, he just doesn't want it, and I think he's trying to show them through being goofy and being, like, not a reliable person, and they just want, they want so badly for him to be the guy. He fits a certain profile. Uh, young white male. He's a charismatic white guy, okay. and they so he's they're thrusting him into a leadership position against his own will. There we go. <laughs> so after that, we get thrust into the immunity challenge, where they okay this this one I have problems with. This challenge sucked. This challenge sucks. Uh, one, the tree male felt misleading. Yes, I agree. It, it it made them seem like... So what the Dreamail said is that six people are going to be in the water, one person's going to be in a boat. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it made everyone think that there was going to be swimming involved, which I get it. Maybe you want to lead them a little bit, uh, leave it a little bit in mystery. But it definitely put all the pressure on one single person... Sure did. To do almost the entire challenge. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually, I commented after that, like, we've seen that a few times now, um, where either one person has been uh, put into the spotlight for a challenge, or one person's been taken out of the challenge, Mm -hmm. essentially, like with the stretcher challenge. Um, That isn't something we see very much anymore. We don't see, especially immunity challenges, where one person is the protagonist of that challenge. We've seen it with bug eating um we've seen it the inverse of it like i said with the with the stretcher challenge um we've seen it uh i feel like there's one more immunity challenge where like you picked somebody and that was the whole thing um even the reward challenge for this one picking Mm -hmm. you know three people to do three separate challenges of which only one mattered um (laughs) and i guess that makes sense for tribe games to move away from that and i'm kind of glad they have i think there could be really interesting variations on it but just being like, all right, you're going to row the boat the first leg and pick people up? Eh. Yeah. It, it was a little one-sided. Uh, in Modern Survivor, the ones that are similar, the blindfold game that always likes to show up, uh, there's a blindfold game where one person is a caller and the others are blindfolded and have to run, collect something. Yeah, but the other two are still doing... Like, the other people are still doing things in that channel. They are. They're not just floating with a life vest out in the ocean. Correct. But that's about as close as you're going to get to uh, this person made or break a challenge. Mm -hmm. Uh, That and the ending puzzles. If someone were to blow an ending puzzle, uh, I have people in my brain that I'm like, oh, yep, that those are those are big ones, uh, but I'm not going to say anything because that's not how this show works. Uh, so yes, we get to the challenge, and it is essentially a rowing challenge. Right. Two people, one from each tribe, are in a boat, have to row out a good distance around a buoy, turn back, and pick people up, and just get to shore. Yep. Very simplistic idea. It's the inverse of the relay race. Like yeah. rather being something you're passing along, you're just picking people up as you go. Simplistic idea. I think again, if you then once you had everyone had to do something with that, it would make the challenge much more interesting. Yeah. And not the one sided affair. Once someone gets going, it that's it. 
that's all there is. Did they put a rocket booster on uh, Jervis's boat? <laughs> no. However, he was a, a much better rower, and I, I feel like I could have known that just by looking at like it's it's a big boat it yeah. has to fit all six of them yeah uh jervis was by far at an advantage and if they would have said that in the challenge or in the notice rather than hey bunch of people in the water one person not in the water it, it seemed a little bit aimed for jervis to win Oh, you think they put the you think that they put the uh uh that they the tree mail was intentionally misleading. No. However, I think they did a poor job okay. of describing what it is. Uh it does I, I have wondered, we've commented a couple of times about how some of these challenges don't seem incredibly balanced. Like we you know, noticing that the jungle seemed a little thicker for, for mm-hmm. Toggy, seeming that um, you know, the tree mail is misleading. And um I don't think there's like some conspiracy. I don't think there, but I do think that production in this first season, whether accidentally or on purpose, is putting their thumb on the scale a little bit to try to keep the tribes balanced. Yes. I mean, we've seen it go it has gone Toggy Pagong, Toggy Pagong, Toggy. That that's there's probably some coincidence there. Yeah. Um it also makes you wonder if they if they have a challenge, like they change the challenges based on like which one wins and which tribe they think will win, but that seems to Machiavellian. I don't know that they had their stuff that well together. There's just something that feels a little too convenient about that. Yeah, I don't know that they were smart enough to manipulate it that way. Mm-hmm. However, it, it the challenges aren't fair in the way they should be. Yeah. It people should at least know what they're signing up for before they do it to make it interesting. Yeah. Otherwise, boom, you've locked into this thing that you were clearly <laughs> not going to win. And that's the way it goes. Uh, Jervis gets out to an early lead, gets about, uh, does the entire length before, uh, who is Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. Before Kelly can even get halfway. Um, and then just kind of coasts in. There's there's no real challenge there. Zero suspense. Zero suspense. Poor editing. Poor challenge design. Uh, do better. Do better, Survivor. Yep. Uh, so Pagong wins. Pagong gets that early lead, then coasts. Uh, Kelly was upset. Kelly was upset. She rebounds really quickly. Yeah. Um, we see later. I think later that day, she's she does she gives a confessional where she's like, you know, you you just got it. Sometimes you get embarrassed. And I hope to have the resolution that Kelly does and have that good of an attitude. Because she was obviously devastated in the moment. She is a whitewater raft coach. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, you did? Yeah. No, no. That's why she took on that role. Um, So she was on her home turf and got beat and felt, you know, the tribe put a lot of faith in her because of her occupation. Yep. Um, But she bounces back within the day and picks herself back up. And yeah, it was a really good show of character. Okay, well, maybe they did know more than I thought they did, because... They knew one person was be paddling. I don't think they knew that everyone... They didn't know, you know, how long, how far out. They didn't know if it was going to be, like, in the ocean or, like, on a river. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess you'd probably guess ocean, since a lot of their challenges are in the ocean. Um, and they didn't... It ev- Both tribes seem to think that everyone else would be swimming the whole time. Because mm-hmm. I think it's uh, Pagong that says, like, we don't even know... Talking about Jervis, we don't even know if you'll get a, a life raft this time. Right. Or a buoy this time. <laughs> and then everyone's in life jackets, and it's like, oh, okay, well, oh, well Jervis okay. would have been fine. Yep. 
And they just sit there. They they sit on a floating object and yep. just wait. And then paddle and they get into the boat. I cannot stress how poor this challenge design is. I hope we never see this one again. I don't think we do. <laughs> uh, yes. Awful. Uh, so then post-challenge, it's just dealing with the repercussions, getting ready mm-hmm. for tribal. Uh, I wrote down this quote from Dirk because I think it was funny and it really foreshadows what's going to happen. Uh, Dirk, I failed at everything I've tried. <laughs> yeah. And you're right. He he has. He, I'm trying to think of things that are successful. He ate a bug. Yep. Cool. End of list. <laughs> End of list. And, we did it. Dirk and Sean, I mean, again, I, I don't remember what, I think Dirk was a dairy farmer. Um, yep. Sean obviously has an incredibly difficult career, but both, like, and, and you know, we're talking about the characters on Survivor, but feels like in their outside lives have probably uh, either not faced failure or failed upwards because they, like, I mean, Dirk just kind of goes, yeah, I failed. All right. I'm not going to, like, he doesn't try to change anything. He doesn't mm. adapt his neither what he's failed at nor his personality or approach to the things he's failed at or the people around him. Um, I guess Sean's a different story because, like I said, he literally just says he wants to be on a vacation. Yeah. But... I, I, I'm going to throw out the idea that one's occupation and one's uh, preconceived talents outside of the game don't always translate well to being in the game oh yeah no 100 percent. sometimes the people who have the most difficult careers who have studied the most who have put in time and are doing amazing things are the worst and the stupidest players <laughs> in the entire game uh i have again lists of names in my head but will not say it yep i, I want to talk about rich again for a second because it's it's toggy's tribal um I don't know who wins this season, uh, but I'm starting to get I'm starting to get the feeling that it's rich. Um, that's not with any knowledge or anything like that. It just it feels almost like uh, and and if he does win or when he's voted off, we'll talk about it more then. But um, it almost feels like the creators of Survivor did not create Survivor. It feels like Rich is creating Survivor every single episode. Hmm. Um, it, it, he's like the way that like alliances are formed and the way that like connections are made and votes go it's very it's in its, it's in its infancy but it feels like he's on to something that even the creators of the show aren't on to yet i like that take i like i like what you're saying i'm not gonna tell you who yeah wins. no please don't i think that's that's really fun that you said that uh yes so we get to tribal council uh it's a pretty uninteresting tribal council. They they really speed through this one. They do, although Jeff almost screws Rich and his alliance over because he says um, it was really, really straightforward. He goes, Rich, you know, he, I, I wish I wrote down the exact question, but it was like, Rich, you know, how are alliances, like you're in alliances here, how does that play out? And Rich does a really, really excellent pivot where he, rather than talking about his alliance with him and Sue and Kelly, mm-hmm. that isn't supposed to be known, but is what Jeff is hinting at. Sure. Obviously. He pivots and goes, these alliances you're talking about, like me and Rudy 
and Kelly and Susan and Dirk and Sean, that's just because you need two people to do a lot of the tasks. Yeah. So we go off in groups of two, but we're, we're a unified tribe. Excellent pivot. I was mad at Jeff when he asked that question. <laughs> I was like, you are giving way too much away. Way too much information. Uh, yeah, he does a nice job of selling the two by two by two. Uh, but it's... I don't think it would have mattered. It, it, it mattered... Because you're right, he wants to keep the the three, the big three, a secret. Mm-hmm. But for this vote, it wasn't going to change it. Oh no, it wasn't going to change anything for this vote. But I was, yeah. Unless Rudy sees it and he thinks, oh, I need to vote with these, with the two guys. Um, but even the two guys weren't unified in their vote. Yeah, so. Rudy knows there's an alliance. The other, the for some reason, Sean, Dirk, and Rudy have taken this weird honorable stance, quote unquote, where they're like coordinating votes is dishonorable. No, it's I not. I don't know that I agree with that because Rudy is on board with these votes. He is picking... I want to say he's voted for the person who has gone every single time. Yeah, but I think he's voting his conscience. They might be, like, they might be subtly manipulating him. Okay. But I, he... In a couple episodes ago, we see... Maybe it was last episode, Rich say, we asked Rudy, but Rudy didn't want to do it. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, no, I, I, that you have a different interpretation, but I, I totally think that, uh, the three of those guys all think that coordinating their votes is like, I mean, you know, Rich calls it like a little sneaky. Like, I think they view it as a little sneaky too, and they don't like that. So, uh, Dirk gets voted out and I, I want to, I'm jumping to this because mm-hmm. I, I have a comment here. Uh, votes for Dirk, Sue, Kelly, Rudy, Rich votes for Sue uh dirk votes for rudy sean yep what do you make of that i sean said uh why he voted he's like you know we're going to physical challenges Mm -hmm. that's the only reason i'm voting you off okay and dirk said i don't like you sue i'm voting you to go home okay i don't think the two of them talked about it even once you're probably right um dirk yes clearly the correct answer dirk needed to go oh my Um, god i was i'm so glad he's he (laughs) Uh, there was a point where I enjoyed Dirk being on the show because he's so cringe. Um, that time had passed. <laughs> I was no longer enjoying Dirk being on the show. That's fair. But now I don't have to be confused anymore because it's just Sean. That is convenient. That's it. That's just Sean. <laughs> is it a random person I don't quite know? When, uh... Yeah. If Sean and Joel ever get into the same tribe, I will be confused again. Oh no. But... That will make that for another day. I think I, in my brain, I picture Joel as a bit more bulky than. Sean. I do too, but he's not. He's not. He's smaller than Sean. Actually, that was <laughs> what was confusing because he looks. I expect him to be bigger, and he looks like Greg. It's like, oh, and Greg's pretty small. It's like, okay. Yeah. Just real, real interesting how my brain will not separate these men into different people. I mean, the, except for Dirk being annoying and Sean being, uh, you know, lazy. They haven't really done a whole lot to distinguish themselves sure <laughs> yeah all right so we ended the episode who is well first dirk how would he do in today's game i think that's actually impossible to answer um <laughs> because i don't think dirk played the game i he we, you know i i mentioned with like uh um sonia and bb how you know it didn't feel like they were playing the game either but like you know they're probably be early votes because you know sonia's really weak and bb's insufferable uh I love BB so much, though. Um, you know, Dirk, you can't take 
you know, July of 2000 Dirk and throw him into 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, because he just, it's, he's, he is not playing the same game as we did with a couple of the other contestants. If he, if he, you know, was a little more of an active participant in votes and, um, strategizing and working with the tribe, maybe I, I don't see, I don't really see a good future for him on the show regardless of what he's trying to do. Um, he doesn't really seem to have a very good social acumen to those around him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's almost like the opposite of Greg, right? Like Greg magnetizes people towards him no matter like, and he and he doesn't want it. He he wants people to leave him alone, but he's magnetizing people towards him. And Dirk actually kind of repels them away. <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't see that changing. That feels pretty core to who he is. Yeah, I think he would have done better with an established game in if he watched the show for five years and then came on and said, okay. I know kind of what I need to do. I think, right, the social game would have still been a problem. Yeah. I think the physical game would have still been a problem. Uh, but at least he would have some semblance of a strategy to kind of pull it together, which he just didn't have and didn't care to have. Oh, well. Uh, who's your protagonist for the episode? This one was tough. I said, I think I said that, have said that every week now. Yeah. Um, so apparently it will always be tough. It will always be tough. Um, but honestly, Susan feels like the protagonist of this episode. Uh, she's working right alongside Rich. They have a group confessional, the two of them, where they're both talking to the camera after somebody walks away and is like, ah, it's gotta be Dirk. Yeah, we should vote Dirk out. (laughs) Um, but they're like talking to the camera, but they're talking to each other. It was very weird. Um, you know, we see her trying and failing to win, uh, to win the reward challenge and follow her story the most. Um, yeah, I just feel like she's a really, I feel like she, she is, her and Rich are the leaders of their tribe. Um, and this episode focused more on her than, than Rich. Fair. Yeah. Uh, I have some, uh, post-survivor Dirk stuff. So, okay. Interesting. Uh, Dirk and Joel starred in a movie. I'm sorry, what? Dirk and Joel starred in a movie, in the movie Gone. Uh, I <laughs> I had to look that up because I had never heard of it before. Uh, Gone. What year? They star in a movie. It is 2002. The movie's title is Gone. I'm not entirely sure if this is a, uh, like a biblical movie or like a, a church-backed movie. I anticipated it would be because why else are you bringing... Like, it's not like Dirk has... It's not. He's not an actor by trade. He doesn't right. have a huge amount of charisma. The biggest thing he shows on the show is attempting to be a missionary. So yeah. that makes so, sense. Here's the tagline: Three lawyers struggle to survive after the biblical rapture happens. Wow. So they, I, I, I'm assuming someone saw this and said, "I want that man to be the protagonist in the survival movie, but also bring in the biblical rapture." We want him to play a lawyer. This dairy, this this dairy thumb, this dairy thumb farmer. Yeah. <laughs> to play a lawyer, a biblical wait no he's not a biblical lawyer a lawyer in a setting post rapture. Yeah. This is left behind, but like on a ten dollar budget, it sounds like it. I yeah, just real out there. It's listed as a thriller. So what is its rating on IMDb? Uh, IMDb, it actually has a 6.8 at the what? moment. 
Uh, but it's only been rated 42 times. Oh, okay. With two critic reviews. Let's see what the critic reviews have to say. This is wild. <laughs> this hurts me. This shouldn't be this way, right? Yeah, so it's it's definitely a, a Christian movie. Uh, these reviews don't exist anymore just because it's so far out. Oh, uh, yeah. One does... I'm not going to get into it because I don't want to plagiarize their stuff. Uh, but just from the taglines, it uh, there's one full review and then one that just says potentially offensive. <laughs> maybe or maybe the review is potentially offensive. It has to be, right? I don't know. Uh, that one doesn't exist anymore, so that makes sense. Uh, this is definitely a Christian film. Yeah. A Christian-backed and produced film. So take that what you will. Uh, also... Um, he is married with two daughters and lives in California. He did it. He did it. He had sex. He t- <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, he survived the rapture and he had sex. So good for him. I wonder if he's an actor now. He lives in California. He starred in a movie. I definitely don't think I he's don't think so. <laughs> I, I really doubt it. Uh, yeah, that's all. That's all I really got. Uh, we'll see more of just all the shenanigans that happen in this season. And I'm really excited to continue to get to him because I feel like as this season goes on, the game continues to grow and Mm -hmm. becomes what it's supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, I talked about the top of the episode, but I think this is the first time Pagong feels the emotional weight of, of the game. But like, I think that might've hopefully woken them up to the fact that they are playing a game. They are. They're, they're playing a game and someone's going to win a million dollars in cash, apparently, because it's still just sitting, still the sitting there. Council. Uh, but they are playing a game. Someone's going to win. Start making moves, please. Do you have a tribe you like better than the other one? I, I do, and mm. I don't want to say why. Okay. I'm biased towards Toggy. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I, there's people I like on both tribes, but I think Toggy's been more entertaining thus far. Um, yeah. I think from from a, a TV standpoint, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, as far as like personality standpoint, I I I really like Pagong. I think the one Greg, absolutely out there. I think Jervis is fun at times. Oh yeah. Jervis is very hit and miss. He has very high highs and very low lows. Jervis did well in the challenge. I forgot to mention that. I yeah. t- I said last week that Jervis is bad at the challenges, and he did really good this time. We we rip into Jervis a lot, and I mean Jeff ripped into Jervis last yeah. week, so Jervis <laughs> Jervis needed, also ripped into himself. Yeah, Jervis needed to step up, and he did. He dominated a challenge and saved his. I mean, maybe saved his butt for one episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay so you see the preview yeah yeah the preview on this episode uh apparently jervis says one of the most misogynistic things i've ever said yeah or i've ever heard i didn't say it i hope um, you didn't say it i i will repeat it right now for so our audience knows what we're talking about um he said something along the lines of the only thing dumber than women are cattle which like it's wow yeah and to put that as your tagline for the end of the episode and uh, then to have the next episode be called utter u-d-d-e-r uh revenge it's <laughs> it, it sure feels like we're gonna get a lot of jervis next episode because jervis is going home yeah uh jared it jared's calling it jervis is going home cool let's uh let's end the show
So that'll do it for the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. I hope you had fun. I have fun doing this. Uh, we're, we're getting better at it. Things are sounding better. Things are, are looking better. If you like it, tell your friends. Uh, post about it. Send it to people. Or just like keep doing what you're doing. If you like us, feel free to rate us on the Apple uh, Apple Podcast Store, on the Spotify Podcast Store. Give us five stars. I would like... <laughs> you laughing at me because it's the podcast store. Yeah, yeah. Get on down to the Apple Podcast Store. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> rate us. Send us reviews. Uh, it helps people to find the show, and it helps uh, really build us up from all of the things sitting at the bottom of the barrel. And there's a lot of p- podcasts out there. So. Yes. Uh, podcasts are our generation's version of a lower back tattoo, Everyone will get one in their 20s. Nobody will like them 20 years from now. Fair. Um, so I, uh, yeah, please help help remove us from the chat, <laughs> uh, the chaff and, and bring us up. I think that we do have a kind of a cool niche here. And I think there are people that would enjoy listening to it. Um, I know that when I rewatch shows, I usually go to the Reddits and look for episodes of commentary and stuff like that. But nothing like that exists for Survivor that I could find, although I didn't look very hard, so I wasn't spoiled. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's people that would like to that would like to hear it, and so please rate it and share it. There are definitely some early two thousands uh, message board archives out there oh. of uh, talking about the show, but uh, don't go digging oh. too far. <laughs> don't 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 go digging in there. Yeah, we're just uh, tell people we we would like to continue to grow and continue to do this. Jared, is there anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, so my own personal Instagram, uh, Jared Sheldon Eight. It is the one and only one I have. So um, uh, I, I'm not very social media literate, um, but I like to share dumb memes on my story. I like to see people's stories. Um, it's a fun little distraction sometimes. Um, and uh, yeah, plug. I'll plug uh, being kind to yourself. Oh, Stuff's nice. hard right now, so like, like give yourself a little bit extra. Give yourself a little extra grace. Stuff is hard right now. So yeah, give yourself some grace. And keep listening to us.